Praise the Lord, podcast listeners. <clears throat> Praise the Lord, podcast listeners. This is Brother Dan Bennett with Praise Temple Apostolic Church. Uh, and I'm going to be speaking with you today uh, about the topic, Does Everyone Need a Pastor? Does Everyone Need a Pastor? And so there is no doubt that we are living in the end times. And we could examine today uh, maybe the uh, pre-tribulation or post-tribulation viewpoints, which you know tend to be debated among uh, Christians. But regardless of where you might fall on that particular issue, uh, we are no doubt closer than we've ever been. And in fact, one could make an argument that the difference between a pre-tribulation or post-tribulation rapture of the church may only be separated uh, by as little as seven years. So either way, uh, we are definitely closer than we've ever been. And the Bible says in Luke 21 and 26, uh, it says in part that men's hearts would fail them for fear. And in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 3, it says, For that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. And so that kind of leads us into our topic today. Does everyone need a pastor? And so one survey showed that a majority of Americans found judges, daycare providers, police officers, pharmacists, medical doctors, school teachers, uh, military personnel, and nurses all to be more trustworthy than their pastors. What does that say? And so it seems to be a good time to maybe revisit the importance of the role that a pastor fills in our lives. And so obviously since, since our topic today is, is pastors and the importance of, of a pastor's role and whether or not we need a pastor, uh, I'd like to just take an opportunity to give honor today to my pastor, uh, Pastor Philip Cook of Praise Temple Apostolic Church. Uh, we have the best pastor in the world, and whoever your pastor is at your church, I hope you feel the same. And so, when we look at uh, we look at a scripture in Ephesians uh, chapter four and verse eleven, and it says this: It says, "And he gave some apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers." And so, here we have described to us the fivefold ministry, and some. Some would take this scripture and say, well, since, since it doesn't appear that any one ministry or, or office is elevated over another, in fact, the role of a pastor or the mention of a pastor is listed second to last, maybe I don't really need all of these in my life. Maybe I can uh, pick and choose uh, which offices um, or ministries I have in my life. And while it may be true that each individual local assembly may not have each of these offices represented in, in their church. That doesn't exempt us from having these in our lives. If anything, that would encourage us and promote unity and fellowship among like-minded assemblies. And so that's exactly why organizations like the Assemblies of the Lord Jesus Christ are so beneficial to any assembly. This brings like-minded uh, individuals and, and congregations together to worship and to fellowship together. In Hebrews 13 and 7, it says, remember them which have the rule over you 
who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. And so it says, remember them which have the rule over you. And that doesn't mean uh, any one person has uh, like a dictatorship role or, or complete authority over us. It simply means that there are those who are appointed or even anointed to be placed in our lives who can give us spiritual guidance. And it says, who has spoken unto you the word of God. Right? So here we see that their authority, the pastor's authority, comes from the word of God. And it goes on to say, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. And so another version uh, goes on to say, to consider their fruit. And so again, we see that, that we're given scripture, which indicates to follow the man of God. Right? And so we should follow them so long as he has fruit. Uh, so long as he is faithfully teaching and living according to the word of God, uh, we, we have no obligation to follow someone who is uh, involved in unethical behavior or false doctrine or even sin. But as long as they are faithfully teaching the word of God, they are teaching truth, they are uh, living a holy and righteous life, uh, we should honor them and follow, follow them. In Hebrews 13, 17 says, uh, again, obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as they that must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. And so, again, we are given the instruction in the word of God to submit ourselves. And generally speaking, as Americans, we, we probably really don't like that word. We don't like to uh, submit to anybody or anything. We don't want to admit that, that anybody is over us, anybody has authority over us, or, or even that we might need help sometimes um, from somebody else. Uh, and I think that speaks volumes of the condition that our country is in. And there are certainly those that have even sat in our apostolic churches for years and refuse to be accountable to anyone. You might hear him say things like, let every man be a liar, or God knows my heart. You're right. I would say God does know your heart, and you'd be wise to take the next opportunity uh, you have to find an altar and rebuke that foul spirit of defiance, because that's exactly what it is. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 12 and 13, it says, And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. And so again, we see this consistent theme throughout Scripture. Uh, we, should, we should know our pastor. We should uh, be friends with our pastor esteeming our pastor, holding him up uh, in reverence uh, and respect for the calling that he has in his life. Um, and it says when we do this, that we'll have peace. Uh, we'll have peace in our lives. Um, and in fact, it says, um, <clears throat> and when we do this, we'll be at peace. Uh, we'll have peace in our lives and in 
all that we do. In 1 Timothy 5.17, it says, Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. And so we should support our pastor the best that we can, whether that be financially, prayerfully, uh, with our time, with our abilities. Uh, if your pastor asks you to do something in your church, do it. Uh, you know, there's a reason why our pastor asks us to do something. Uh, you know, sometimes it's, uh, sometimes it's an opportunity for a ministry. Sometimes uh, it's an opportunity uh, for personal or for spiritual growth that your pastor may be leading you to or through. And sometimes it's simply that your pastor needs help. Uh, and so we should listen to that. And so when we're asked to do something, we should be willing to do that uh, and to give our whole heart and our whole effort uh, into accomplishing that task. And so we can see here we have a, uh, a biblical pattern, uh, right, that is, that is to be associated with a local congregation, a local church. Uh, we should be attached to a local church uh, and to be faithful to that congregation. And that's not to say that uh, there doesn't arise circumstances when, when as individuals we, we may uh, change churches or congregations. Uh, there's always uh, work situations or maybe uh, family circumstances which, which might lead to that. But we should do that uh, with, with the right spirit, certainly, and, and, and under the right uh, conditions. Uh, but it says regular uh, and consistent... Uh, Church hopping is not the biblical pattern. Uh, your pastor should have the ability uh, to pastor you and to be your pastor. Uh, and he can only do that when you give him that permission uh, to speak into your life and to actually be your pastor. And so the topic today uh, was, does everybody need a pastor? And so that short answer is yes. Absolutely. Everybody needs a pastor. And so we might have kind of walked around the block a little bit to get to that. But yes, we all need a pastor in our life. Even pastors need pastors. Uh, there should always be a spiritual elder uh, that an individual can go to for guidance, uh, who can speak into their life uh, when you need direction or encouragement. Um, you know, even pastors need somebody that they can confide in. Um, no one pastor knows it all. Um, and so that's why even the pastor should have somebody that they can go to. Uh, and having a pastor is not about uh, some sort of drudgery or um, dictatorship or, or some kind of uh, authoritarian oversight. Um, it's about honor, respect, admonition and guidance. And so I'm thankful for the men of God and the pastors that I've had placed in my life. Uh, I can think of people uh, like Pastor Thomas Gallion, uh, who has actually never, um, never been my pastor, but certainly filled the pastor role in my life. Uh, pastor Alan Peevler, uh, Pastor Ron Klutz, uh, and my current pastor, Pastor, pastor Philip Cook. And so on a future episode, I'd like to tell you more about these men, um, about what they've meant to, my, uh, to me and to my life and to my ministry, uh, how they've 
guided me and and spoken into my life. Uh, but we'll save that for uh, a later time. Um, you know, I appreciate uh, all of those today that have that have listened in and, and tuned in and spent some time uh, with us today to listen to this podcast. Um, I pray that this has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Um, I hope that you consider the role and the importance that a pastor has uh, in your life. And so until next time, I pray God's blessings to you and in your life and in your family's life. In Jesus' name.